0: Yeah, get a new You got nailed for 250 million. million. One of the things that Uh Donnie right now is taking L's, taking losses every single day, but not every single day. Really multiple times a day, nearly hourly. And what I have for you in this one are three major political defeats, slash personal ones, that also connect directly and indirectly to his latest massive legal defeat. Not even the one last night with the sanctions <laughs> of his and all of that. But Donald Trump just lost and a $250 million dollar lawsuit based on the broad and fraud claims $250 against him by dollar million, the and it's sin. a very unique story. Ha, we have to fucker. cover it. Because what Donald Trump just did is act out of and absolutely took a massive defeat but we got to set the stage a little bit based on the fact that he's losing all of his constituencies the reason trump the reason that he has had all of this strength politically you know even though he's never had majority support was that he had groups of people that supported him even though he didn't deserve it like police like the evangelicals, like his own family and other cronies. And all of those groups are turning against him, either partially or in full. So listen to these clips, which show disgruntled police against Trump, disgruntled evangelicals against Trump, and also his cronies turning against him, because it feeds directly in to a quarter billion dollar legal defeat for Trump that happened this afternoon.
1: Talking about all week here, which is trump's campaign Mm. and his relationship with evangelicals who Mm. delivered the white house to him in 2016 Now he's criticizing prominent leaders who who aren't rushing to endorse him. Yeah, as disloyal. Uh, His favorite word, it was also the word that he used for any uh, former officials in his administration who might run against him. We hear him say this Uh all the time and Nikki Haley was one name I asked him about when I interviewed him for my book and he talked about, you know, disloyalty. Um, Look, it is a risky game that he's playing. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with the investigations into him. I just want to caveat that right He should have been fucking arrested two years ago. For evangelical leaders, even if Trump tried staying in a race but right now um he's the only call the doge 202-514-2000 trump now robert jeffress hosted mike pence last weekend now jeffress is still sounding very very pro-trump but the fact that he was willing to offer pence an audience i think tells you that you are seeing some shift away from trump will it be enough i don't know because we have seen voters you know move away from their leaders and toward trump before but there is definitely a softening just as there is in other parts of the world. i'm getting deja
2: vu all over again though because i remember after the access hollywood tapes when the evangelical oh, leaders guess, all yeah. stepped away and yet when it when it was clear he was going to be the nominee they all lined up against him uh, after, and uh, The voters uh, behind him. That's the- i also think um you're feeling the absence of jerry falwell I completely probably agree with you sitting, when we wrote about that. You know, in he's probably sitting in a, ev- by a pool somewhere in Miami, uh, uh, currently. So, you know, I think he was 100% loyal to him. And he's and that's a big void that's uh, been left in evangelical leadership. But, you know, I underestimated Trump and the evangelicals in 2016. And I, I would warn people not Christian to do that. Christian nationalist fascists. Right now you're seeing it from other politicians. You're seeing it from donors. You're seeing Christian it from evangelical Nazis. leaders. Nazis that they are toying with the idea of somebody other than Trump?
3: So, I mean, look, obviously there are acts of violence committed against Democrats and Republicans. Uh, We saw the shooting uh, of Steve Scalise and the congressional Republicans playing baseball, the attempted assassination of uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. We saw the attack on Paul Pelosi, uh, January 6th, and on and on and on. It does seem more prevalent on the right against Democrats than on the left against Republicans, but either way, there's too
4: much of it. How did we get here? Uh, Well, like you said, I think violent rhetoric used by elected officials is always inexcusable. Um, And regardless of what party um, the individual using it is affiliated with, that being said, you know, Donald Trump invited these, uh, you know, Solomon Peñas of the world into the Republican Party. And they've become this, you know, what's referred to as the MAGA wing and these individuals really have um, what seems to be like this apocalypse fetish. They believe that, you know, elections are being stolen from them, that the Democratic Party is, um, you know, changing the makeup of this country and, and is taking rights away from them. Uh, and it has. Brought about this reaction um, that is incredibly violent. I mean, if you look at the makeup of a lot of the individuals that were arrested on January 6th, you know, these quote unquote patriots, these are individuals whose backgrounds were filled with uh, criminal history, such as uh, spousal abuse, domestic violence, drug trafficking, violent assaults, uh, felony assaults um those were the individuals that uh, that donald trump welcomed trump's wrote a column about how he should replace uh, pence with haley that
1: jared kushner called that uh, and i reported this in my book uh called that friend and, and complimented him on the column so there's certainly enough dots there to believe it but again i don't want to, i'm not mike pompeo i'm not saying i know it's true well and you're right mike pompeo was like suggesting it in his book saying bringing john kelly into it but it does raise questions about haley running in 2024 to your point there Anna. and she was asked about this because she once said If Trump runs, I'm not going to run. Now she's saying something
2: different. I had a great working relationship with the president. What I'll tell you is the survival of America matters, and it's bigger than one person. And when you're looking at the future of America, I think it's time for new generational change. I don't think you need to be 80 years old to go be a leader in D.C. I think we need a young generation to come in, step up, and really start fixing things. If I run, I'm running against Joe Biden. If I'm this passionate and I'm this determined, why not me?
1: like <laughs> she is heavily considering
2: a run. That was not subtle, um,
1: and that was quite antithetical to what she has talked about before, about not running if Donald Trump was.
4: Who is Nikki Haley?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's been a question that I think has been looked at for a while since she was governor. I think that she, you know, Still she was out. pretty... Critical of Trump, remember in two thousand and fifteen when he was you know uh, uh, making all kinds of inflammatory statements and but she, was she went... flag off of the yeah. and then she went to work for him and then she defended him repeatedly uh, and she has defended him over and over and over again, and then she criticized him as soon as he was out of office. And then she tried to backtrack on that. So I think who is Nikki
2: Haley is going to be a question that if she runs, it's going to get asked a lot. Well, that's what I, I, I ask. I don't put that much stock on anything she says because she she's always contradicting herself just a little bit afterwards, right? Whenever I hear Nikki Haley, it's... Uh, I The, the song goes on my head, you know, will the real Nikki Haley please stand up? Because she will say whatever what she thinks. What does she
5: stand for? That's what I'm saying. Like and is, actually, She like a...
2: she stands for whatever is convenient okay. at the moment. And, whatever, and when she gets blowback, then she back. We saw that happen on January 6th, during the January 6th, you know, what happened after January 6th, and her she was she was critical, then she went and apologized, then she was this, and that, so she's she's been all over the place on so many issues. And in the meantime, though, she's on corporate boards, and I can tell you that Nikki Haley today is a, a lot better off financially than she was before being in the administration. So she's been able to really, uh, she has been able to navigate Profit. the Trump administration- without having From great blowback
6: positions of power some stuff.
2: and monetizing
1: on it but i don't know that she's going to be able to capitalize on that politically in the but but that's America. the question i mean there could be an opening for her if she is one who comes out of the administration unscathed and does and is able to successfully use that into a formidable presidential run well <laughs> yeah well she
6: sucks
2: So your message said you wanted to talk about insurance? I said I want you to talk about insurance. Most people know that bundling home and auto saves you money. Keep going. But did you know
0: that? So you can see right there, (laughs) Donald Trump is losing uh, his family. Like, Ivanka, we talked a bit about this yesterday, but in the Hunter Biden video I did, where it's like clearly all of these people are abandoning him. They pulled all these ridiculous schemes that failed, and now they're they're piecing out Or it's, people going to run against him? We talked a bit about that yesterday as well with the Nikki Haley stuff, that all of these people that Trump, you know, counted on to gain power and have power, even for the four years he did, right? He didn't, you know, even for the the four years, four years too long, uh, all of those people are turning against him, either abandoning him or planning to run against him or both, right? And you combine that, with the evangelical stuff which a lot of folks have been talking about, we were one of the first channels to bring up that in, in that, my video on Trump's interview that night on on how he's attacking evangelicals which is a deeply destructive move and you know while and, and then we have Michael Fanon, who's representative of the Capitol Police and how a lot of these people supported Trump but now realize that they've uh, you know Donald Trump has created a party that's, that's that's based in violence and that creates danger for a lot of people but maybe Police officers more than most. But here's where we get to Letitia James because she just crushed Donald Trump and didn't even have to lift a finger doing it. Now, last night we saw Trump and his lawyer got a $1 million or nearly $1 million dollar fine, and that spooked Donald Trump so much that he preemptively gave up in his $250 million lawsuit against Letitia James. It notes here less than a day after receiving a warning from a federal judge. Former President Donald Trump has withdrawn his lawsuit against A.G. Letitia James. The withdrawal came after a brief document filed Friday morning with the U.S. District Judge Donald Middlebrooks, who late Thursday warned Trump's legal team that the lawsuit appeared to verge on frivolous. And it notes here that he withdrew it, and it says he was trying to sue Letitia James in a 100... uh, He was shot to shield Trump's revocable trust from James, who has an ongoing $250 million lawsuit that alleges fraudulent conduct at the Trump Organization. James has accused Trump and his family members of grossly inflating the president's net worth by billions of dollars and cheating lenders and others with and financial <laughs> statements. Now, let's be clear. That's the $250 million fraud lawsuit by James. What Trump was trying to do was sue her and sue her office for $250 million for daring to sue him. So basically, he tried to go and launched this lawsuit in front of a federal judge saying James is being a big meanie to me. I'm not trying to be glib here, like he has no real legal argument. And he was going to sue her for a quarter billion dollars. And because he took such a beating last night, he preemptively admitted defeat and withdrew the lawsuit. Withdrew a $250 million lawsuit against Letitia James because he knew he was going to lose. My goodness, guys, the only thing that's going to be better (laughs) is when James beats Trump. In her $250 lawsuit against him later this year. Providing expert training for people who want a better career. Fuck em. Fuck em. It's in our blood.
6: Okay, so let's. uh... See what other groovy stuff. Wow. She's the one the sun rises for. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. Come with me to Egypt. Yes, I want to come with you to Egypt. Welcome dinner, accommodation, Giza Plateau, <clears throat> I wanna spend the night in the, I wanna, uh, Saqqara, Serapium, Dash, Dashur area, Bed Pyramid from inside, overnight. Day 4 Flight to Luxor <coughs> Wuxbet, the Valley of the Kings, Hatshepsut's Temple Colossium Memnon. Oh my god, that looks fucking rad. I want to go. Dendera Hathor Temple Seti one Temple Nile Cruise, wow, cool. Overnight Nile Cruise. Holy fuck. Karnak Temple, Nile Cruise. Esna. Edfu Temple. Kam Ombo. Aswan. Abu Simble Temple. <coughs> Nile Cruise. Um. Last one I want. Uh drive to Hilton Heliopolis. Private visit inside the Great Pyramid. Yes, that's what I want. Day ten. Oh man, it's like nine thousand dollars fuck Shit. I want this I want to go. It's Ten days, thousand dollars a day. Shit. Just a, why don't you just go yourself? Just like make a, make arrangements. <laughs> but part part of it is the uh <clears throat> tipping for the entire trip a hundred fifty dollars wow entry visit to egypt twenty five dollars PCR to oh, $60. Um, I know that I wanted to see the places that I might miss on my own. I also felt deeply guided to go with Billy, even though I didn't know anyone on the tour. The trip was beyond words. Egypt is amazing. Whole another Le- Billy and Elizabeth. Nice. Yeah, it's part of the whole thing. Social. I want to go. Shit. Sure. I want to go... So much surprised of my uh fourth year of <laughs> or final year of my PhD program. Underwater alien life. Um, lost history of the old north. No, I wanna still jack right on target. Um, mm. I wanna go to I'm gonna go to Midas Touch and see. So the market's
3: been looking well, not so great lately. But I didn't want to give up that's... on investing. And then my friend told me
6: about... trying to go correctly.
3: Donald Trump's motion to dismiss E. Jean Carroll's civil rape and defamation lawsuit Dismissed. is denied by a New York yeah, federal judge, yeah. at least. Some of the claims are now set. water watercut,
6: stick your uh, finger April. up your butt. So weak. Sanction when we stream. Okay.
0: Donald
3: Trump and his lawyer, Alina Haba, are sanctioned almost $1 million yeah, by a federal yeah, judge yeah. in Florida for uh-huh. a frivolous lawsuit back uh-huh. in March of 2022 against...
6: Suck a- Calls himself a crime. I'm Ben Vicellis
3: from the Midas Touch Network. This video is part of a series that I think is the most vital uh-huh. series we do here on the Midas Touch Network. And for those who watch consistently, you know what I'm about to talk about. But for those new to the Midas Touch Network, welcome, On This series of videos, we expose the mass exodus away from the MAGA Republican Party. And these are. Former Republicans, these are independents, these are people who are not affiliated with any political party, who look at the current Republican Party, which is now controlled by MAGA Republicans. It is the cult of Donald Trump. And they look at it with disgust because this MAGA Republican Party today is too extreme, is too radical. They want to terminate our Constitution. They're not focused on any actual issues that matter to the American people, and instead they do their performative fascist signaling to each other while they try to cripple our democracy and support our foreign enemies. It's a real problem, and we need to call it out, and we can't both sides the issue. On the last video that i made um, as part of this series i shared with you the debate clip from the 1980 republican primary between george hw bush and ronald reagan go back and watch that video if you haven't seen it and in that they talk about their views about immigration policy and the questioner asks what what should we do in the state of texas where there's someone here uh, who may not be here legally Uh, How how should they pay for their education? Should their parents have to pay for their public education? And both agreed their parents should not have to pay for their public education, that uh, these people should be treated compassionately, they should be treated like human beings, and that a comprehensive immigration reform that treats people compassionately is necessary. It is an unrecognizable Republican Party to the Republican Party that exists today. All of those Republicans from the past would be viewed as rhinos or Democrats or, in the words of Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy, they would be, ma- they would be Marxist, communist, radical, whatever they say to try to label their uh, political enemies because they have no substance. I'm going to read for you some of these statements of people who have left. The MAGA Republican Party, or who left the Republican Party because it is just too extreme. But before that, on this video, I want to show you another debate clip. I think doing that debate clip really kind of crystallizes the point. Now, I want to show you a clip from the 1988 Republican primary. And I want to show you a clip from one of the candidates at that time. It's an individual by the name of General Alexander Haig. And you may or may not be aware of General Haig. He passed in. Twenty ten, but General Hank in nineteen seventy three became the youngest four star general in the United States Army's history. He was the United States Secretary of State under President Ronald Reagan. Pull up That's the issue on the last video that I made. Um, as part of this series, I shared with you the debate clip from the 1980 Republican primary between George H. W. Bush and Ronald Reagan. Go back and watch that video if you haven't seen it. And in that, they talk about their views about immigration policy. And the question <coughs> asks, "What what should we do in the state of Texas where there's someone here uh, who may not be here legally?" Uh, How how should they pay for their education? Should their parents have to pay for their public education? And both agreed their parents should not have to pay for their public education, that uh, these people should be treated compassionately, they should be treated like human beings, and that a comprehensive immigration reform that treats people compassionately is necessary. It is an unrecognizable Republican Party to the Republican Party that exists today. All of those Republicans from the past would be viewed as rhinos or Democrats or, in the words of Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy, they would be be Marxist, communist, radical, whatever they say to try to label their uh, political enemies because they have no substance. I'm going to read for you some of the statements of people who have left The MAGA Republican Party, or who left the Republican Party, because it is just too extreme. But before that, on this video, I want to show you another debate clip. I think doing that debate clip really kind of crystallizes the point. Now, I want to show you a clip from the 1988 Republican primary, and I want to show you a clip from one of the candidates at that time. It's an individual by the name of General Alexander Haig, and you may or may not be aware of General Haig. He passed in 2010, But General Haig, in 1973, became the youngest four-star general in the United States Army's history. He was the United States Secretary of State under President Ronald Reagan. He served as the chief of staff to two other presidential administrations. Um, in addition to being a general in the United States Army, he also served as the vice chief of staff of the Army and then the supreme allied commander in Europe, And he ran uh, for the presidency and lost, but for the Republican uh, nomination in 1988, obviously, George H.W. Bush won and and went on to win the presidency. But I want to show you the question that was asked and how General Haig responded about what the duties and roles and responsibilities of a president should be. And as you watch General Haig, it's unrecognizable that that's a Republican who's speaking right now. And just to give you um, just some additional information about him, when he passed, President Barack Obama said in a statement that, quote, General Haig exemplified our finest warrior diplomat tradition of those who dedicate their lives to public service. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton described Haig as a man who, quote, served his country in many capacities for many years, earning honor on the battlefield, the confidence of presidents and prime ministers, and thanks to a grateful nation. I long for that. I long for a time where we have Democrats in office who can look at a Republican leader who served our nation bravely and vice versa and really, really, really applaud that conduct and say how great that was because We should all care about our Constitution. Unlike Donald Trump, we shouldn't be talking about terminating the United States Constitution and supporting insurrections and despicable things. We need to get back to really focusing on humanity. So I want to show you this clip right now, and then I want to show you some of the comments that I've received from people who watch this channel who talk about how they left the MAGA Republican Party, it's just too extreme. So here's the clip from the 1988 Republican primary this is General Alexander Hank. play the clip.
5: You have served in high positions, both civilian and military, under Presidents Nixon and Ford and Reagan. What serious mistakes did you see those presidents make? And what have you learned from those mistakes that would shape your approach to the presidency? Well, Jim, uh, each president is very, very different. Different chemically, different in their style, in their methodology of leadership. I think one of the greatest dangers in modern statecraft and governorship is classic populism. And that's the tendency for a president to get up every morning and put his finger to the wind to determine what is going to make him high in the polls and popular. I think the American people are too smart to pander to a leader uh, because he's chasing their day-to-day winds. They want the solution to real problems today. And the presidents that I have known that have been most successful have recognized that in the long run, the confidence and trust that they enjoy from the people is a direct measure of his ability to solve their problems. Today, our problems are are replete here at home with the challenges of drugs, of law and order, of AIDS, and the declining quality in American education, problems in our farm, our rust bucket, and our energy sectors, and most importantly, a fiscal and monetary imbalance which threatens not only the quality of life for future generations in America, but the standard of living very, very soon in the near future. And above all, the overarching need to have a president who is engaged day to day hour by hour with the problems of the people who's viewed abroad with respect maybe not love and affection but respect as a man who's consistent reliable and will conduct himself in accordance with the arrangements that have been arrived at by every american president phone charging slowly this is the fastest phone charger on the market There's a 90% chance your phone is already infected with
0: this. There's a new groundbreaking discovery that's reversing planned obsolescence. And smartphone companies are trying their hardest to make it illegal in the US. Rather than spending $1,200 to $1,800 on a brand new smartphone every year, this $37 device is the best and most cost-effective way to turn your slow smartphone into a lightning-fast handheld supercomputer that will last a lifetime. The gadget uses
3: extremely advanced AI technology that Skippy, overrides Skippy, Bears no resemblance No resemblance to any modern day Republican. Bears a lot of resemblance to modern day Democrats. Bears no resemblance to any modern day Republican. By the way, I'm not a Democrat because I love the party and that whatever they do, I'm going to support them. I disagree with a lot of things president biden does i disagree with a lot of things that democrats track record sucks everything it would be strange biden's if I track record with every single sucks thing that democrats believe in but not even a close call for me right now because the democrats are the only adults yeah. in the room who are focusing on issues that matter to the american people lowering prescription drug prices making health care affordable and accessible to all even though
6: biden sucks he's actually sure doing sure a pretty good job because he was in the
3: congress making sure people don't just like have 50 years age, he knows how it runs really good paying jobs That's why is effective so that they don't have to work multiple jobs and they can support their family democrats are protecting to fight social protecting to fight for social security protecting to fight protect and fight for <laughs> your medicare coverage democrats are focusing on infrastructure and making sure that. Build new bridges that we bring new jobs here. I can go on and on and on protecting our veterans. Like we're talking about issues, while MAGA Republicans are talking about terminating the Constitution and calling political calling insurrectionists political prisoners and uh, talking about the green M M&M and M and the purple M M&M and M and how that upsets them and this is too woke and that's too woke and pronouns and it's, it's, it's focus on the issues that matter to the american people but we need to treat people with compassion with Complete humanity bullshit. with decency with equality as MAGA republicans spew hate and want to terminate your social security and shut down the government and have america default on its i mean these are real 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 problematic traitors we just got to call them out who these MAGA republicans are so here are some of the comments that i've received this is from Brian The floor. I have always voted for Republicans since I could vote. I'm now 60. I believe my first presidential vote was for former President Ronald Reagan. I voted for Trump twice, unfortunately. After Attorney General Bill Barr stated that there was no voter fraud, no I couldn't believe it. The 2022 midterm is the first time in my voting history that I voted a full Democratic ticket and was proud to do so. Great video. God bless. I want to highlight that statement by Brian and thank you for sharing that. I want to make sure that people know who are still in the MAGA Republican crew, or maybe they're just Republicans in the past and they're like, what's going on? Where do I go? I want them to know that there is the majority of Americans, there is a movement of pro democracy people. We love our country, we love our Constitution, we support our troops. We want to make sure America remains the leader in the world so that we can make sure that democracy exists in the world. We want to support our allies. We want to make sure that we bring jobs here. We want to make America better. We want to improve America. But we love our country here. And I think it's important that people know that and that we welcome people who want to leave. We love our country. Like Brian left late. I mean, Brian left it, It took Bill Barr. But there will be turning points across the way, and now Brian's voting blue. He's not voting blue, I don't think, because he loves the color blue, although blue's a nice color. but it because Democrats support democracy. And that's important, that we know that people who want to leave can leave, and that we don't push people away from the pro-democracy me. movement. But, but that I also shows when everyone says, oh, you're you preaching go. to the choir, or it can't be,
0: no. We need baby, to get out the message of truth to as many
3: people as possible. We're all part of this together. You're a part of this. Deborah Reck writes, Excellent video. I was a lifelong Republican until the Tea Party and then was mortified when Trump was elected. As you said, he is a crook and a grifter. Thank you for putting the current craziness into a larger context. Listening to Bush on immigration helped me remember why I voted for Republican back then. No resemblance to what the Republican cult stands for today. Thanks so much for your insights and commentary. Thanks for sharing ms writes my fiance was in the hw bush white house as a close advisor and personal friend he took part in the food for oil program and ended up with corruption both oscar wyatt and mark rich were convicted of committing crimes <clears throat> yeah, my fiance was the only river. one who had clean hands and had Contras to flee iraq because he wouldn't take some saddam's bribes or kickbacks he introduced the me the to Contras. john mccain jeb bush and newt gingrich newt was upset but my fiance completely left the gop just before the insurrection and joined the Democrat Party. It was the MAGA Republicans who drove him away. He's disgusted by them. I, I get it. Dyer Needs writes, I registered as a Republican when Reagan was in office, and I went on to vote for George Bush when Reagan's term ended. After that, I voted for whoever I thought was right for the job. I never voted for Trump because I saw him as a game show host and couldn't figure out why anyone would vote for a guy who never held any elected position, and didn't know anything about being president i have seen the republican party turn into something horribly unrecognizable and don't really consider it to be republican anymore it's maga and it's not make america great i agree i think one of the big problems here though is the media and large media networks that both sides the issue and continue to call these MAGA republicans conservative They're not conservative. There's nothing that they are conserving. They want to terminate the Constitution.
6: They want to destroy our institutions. They want to destroy the full
3: faith and credit of the United States. They call insurrectionists political prisoners. They're election deniers. They say they will only support the results of an election if they win. What are they conserving? They're conserving only their privilege, but they're not conserving our institutions, and they're conserving that by fascism. So don't call that conservative. Call it fascism. Call them out as traitors. We have to call it out. And that's one of the things. The media has normalized this behavior. That's why we've created the Midas Touch Network to call it out. By the way, it's comments like that why I shared the video at the beginning of General Haig. Because what General Haig explains there is what leadership is all about. Right leadership is leading, you know. When you think about what he says versus what Kevin McCarthy says, and when you sway, you know, and whatever you do, you let you sell shares of yourself. That's not what a leader is. A leader during a global pandemic doesn't say inject yourself with bleach and take all the, you know, doesn't spread conspiracies. We need to take this seriously. We need to confront global pandemic seriously. Compare General Haig, for example, even to DeSantis, right? Where DeSantis is also. Oh, we need to we need to give tax cuts to gas stoves and Disney's too woke. Just swaying with whatever direction he thinks the mob wants him to go into. It's the exact opposite of leadership. But frankly, you compare what General Haig said to President Biden, and Biden does things that leaders do. Sometimes he takes popular positions. He doesn't get swayed. You know, he has a vision of leadership and that's what being a leader is all about. Mrs. Pamela Wright, who goes, My 90-year-old mother was a Republican all her life until Trump became the president candidate. She was horrified and left the party to become independent, and she voted for Hillary. Later, she voted for Biden. She was frightened that Trump would get us into a war, and she often worried and said, He is crazy. Mrs. Jerry Cow, who goes, I left the Republican Party in January 2017. Right after Trump's inauguration, had been devoted and active member of the GOP since 1973. Thanks for this video. thanks for sharing. This Midas Touch network is more than a network. It is a community. We're all part of this community. And so what I ask you to do is to share this video with friends, coworkers, colleagues, let them know about the pro-democracy community out there. One of the things I think that MAGA offered though that wasn't being out there is any sense of like community. That's how cults kind of prey on people by trying to create this sense of community out there. But it's a, a very evil and problematic community that spreads hate. What we need to focus on is positivity. We need to focus on compassion.
6: We need to focus on these. Decent... Yeah. Here's some comments. With Was a Republican since 1971, though I never was a hardline voter. I became Democratic when Trump was elected. He's a crazy grifter, only for himself, never for the people. That's uh, Loretta Adank. Without Fox News, we'd be living in a golden age of America. Opportunity education technology. If we get rid of gun violence and minimize fossil fuel use, We'll have had a good generation. Good morning. I certainly hope people come to their senses and just stop with conspiracy theories and lies. I believe Biden is doing a great job compared to what we, to what we had. I love America. Voters that come to their senses are great, but we need to see is Republican senators and representatives coming into the light. Until they publicly turn their backs on Trump, the rest means nothing. My dad is as red as our necks, and he voted blue with me these last two elections. Go, Dad. I also long for the Work for America Republican Party. I was a Republican until listening to the campaign lies and hate rhetoric of Donald Trump. <clears throat> I'm now a proud Democrat. Um. I believe in the work President Biden and the Democrats and government are doing for the American people. It is sad that we are so conflicted now. I never thought America would have to worry about becoming a fascist country. I remember the Holocaust. Thank you for your continued hard work on behalf of the American we all knew, knew and still love. I love Ben. Thank you for calling out hypocrisy. The DOJ needs to do their job. Make an example out of all these con artists, criminals, starting with Trump put a nail in it already yes i have to agree what happened to our once great gop my father staunch republican would certainly not recognize the party today maga gets cringe pendulum swings messing with social security would motivate a lot of people who have very little to lose to retaliate It's only human nature to abandon a sinking ship, especially when it has conspicuously failed to deliver and has been exposed as being fundamentally opposed to what they actually believe in. Point. In fact, I'm reading these comments. They are. Mega. Uh. Politics. Af. All right. It's only, yeah. I look forward to these mass exodus podcasts because they inspire hope that people are willing to see what has become of the Republican Party and change their voting based on the reality, using reason when voting. Our group of friends together for 20 years has lost some to the maggots extremist movement this was shocking in many ways and sad also shocking because what brought so many of us together to begin with was that we recognized each other as the hippie generation to find one day that in our midst were people that had become tainted with the idea that white Christians are and always should be in control of our country needless to say created division we have lost our friends and some of our families because their fear of becoming irrelevant over road their common decency we have not been able to reconnect with these lost ones the silver lining we've been joined in our fight for democracy by their children In so many ways this is a real win because as the song goes the children are our future go team blue if and when MAGA supporters leave the movement cult please take your fellow supporters with you they won't listen to the rest of us thank you so much for reporting the truth I'm happy to support this media channel monthly i watch you daily i bless lost my brother after they lost their minds it's sad last week sam screamed at me while sitting in my house i told him we could talk outside but i locked the door behind him <laughs> you can't help someone who thinks all news is fake if it's not in line with their fantasy fm i live in ohio so i don't talk politics with lunatics <laughs> good for you. <laughs> that was funny. I told him he could we could talk outside but I locked the door behind him. <laughs> But it's so funny, if only it were that easy to do in restaurant, work, home, lol. That's so heartbreaking. I hope our family members come to their senses. This sucks. You try to debunk the lies and they keep quoting lies from certain stations as truth. <coughs> Okay. See what other cool stuff is on Midas Touch. Trump calls himself a crime victim. Poor baby.
3: He's a victim. I'm Ben Mycelis from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump is calling himself a A crime victim. victim. Always had a victim complex, but. Now he's just saying it, that he is a crime victim. He's saying this on a social media platform, and he posted this actually right before he was hit with approximately $1 million in <laughs> sanctions for <violent laughs> a frivolous lawsuit <laughs> in the southern <laughs> district of Florida. What a malignant narcissist. Yeah. What a weak, weak coward. Now he's
6: Literally a in prison.
3: Victim. I'm a crime victim. He deserves oh, you it. You are a criminal.
6: You deserves are a, good a traitor rape and, and now the rape. wheels
3: of justice are finally turning in the right direction and you are being held accountable and you can see here in these posts I'm about to read for you just how scared. Pathetic Donald Trump is. He sees that his CFO, Alan Weisselberg, is currently serving time at Rikers in New York, uh, even though it's only five months. That terrifies
6: uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and Donald Trump
3: says, Alan, like me, will crime and victims. will it. do him some good. You are both criminals. And this is what Donald Trump do writes. He goes, Do
6: world of good. Remember,
3: we are talking about New York City as the crime and murder capital of the world where no murder case has even been tried by the DA in six years, and yet they spend tens of millions of dollars, view 11 million pages of documents, years of investigation, and weeks in trial over the education of grandchildren, etc. Such a thing has never happened before. He was offered a, quote, deal, if he pled guilty to everything, 90 days or life in prison. Alan Weisselberg is a crime victim. And so am I, he calls himself a crime victim. First off, the Trump Organization was tried for a decade-long tax scheme in connection with benefits to Alan Weisselberg and, and others. It is a crime. It was unlawful. A jury found the Trump Organization guilty on 17 felony counts. And even though you were not a criminal defendant in that case that was filed by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, The finding ultimately was that Alan Weisselberg's unlawful conduct was ratified at the top by you. So now the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is criminally investigating you. The case against Weisselberg, the case for the tax scheme and unlawful benefits, the, the statements that you're making right here is precisely what pissed the jury off so much. Because when your lawyers argued to the jury, oh, it was just $150,000 of, of Medicare fraud. It was just 175000 That's not a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And because in this case it was less severe than some of your other crimes, the maximum penalty that the Trump organization was fined after the jury found these 17 felony uh, criminal uh, conviction counts that the Trump organization engaged in was only... Less than $2 million, but you're now facing a lawsuit from New York Attorney General Letitia James seeking at least $250 million. That goes to trial October 3rd.
6: Not a criminal
3: case, it's a civil case, but there's injunctive relief in that case where if the jury civil case finds that you engaged in the conduct being alleged, they can order the Trump Organization to be shut down completely for ever doing business in New York again. But that should be great because you say New York, York City is the crime never. and murder capital of the world. So regardless of what the outcome is, that you should be happy that your business is going to be shut down in New York. Because no, all you do is spread lies and conspiracy theories. And while the Manhattan District Attorney's Office was prosecuting that case, guess what? They were prosecuting dozens of other cases, and hundreds of cases get prosecuted every day by the Manhattan district attorney's office. Because you know what's important? Law and order. And when you go, oh, just just stealing $150,000 here and just ripping off $40,000 here, like your lawyers argued to the jury, the jury absolutely hated and despised that conduct. And what a victim complex you have. Ellen Weisselberg is a crime victim, and so am I. It's truly pathetic. Here's the next post that you go, and you go page one. There's no page two, but you go page one. I can't get over the fact that a casualty of the greatest witch hunt of all time, Ellen Weisselberg, my longtime employee and chief financial officer, is sitting in a prison cell in Rikers Island for a type of case that has never been brought, brought before in the history of our country. He didn't pay taxes on the use of a company car. Does anyone? The use of a company apartment. Does anyone? Or the education of his grandchildren. Wow. Are these things that are really criminal or even a crime? Yes. Yes. Not paying the taxes is a crime. And the Trump Organization engaged in a crime as well by taking... Improper and unlawful tax deductions as well. So you were double dipping on both sides of the criminality, both what Weisselberg was doing and the Trump organization, what they were doing, claiming those as business expenses and taking those out as deductions on uh, the Trump organization's tax returns. But it wasn't just Weisselberg, it was a number of other employees and it was systemic and it took place over a decade. And members of the jury said, you know what? We pay our taxes. You don't pay. We pay our taxes. We go about our day. We follow the law and we don't scam the system like you do. And the fact that you make a mockery that hardworking Americans actually pay taxes and hardworking Americans don't engage in scams and then hardworking Americans don't break the law every day. It just shows that ultimately your criminality knows no depths. The depths of depravity just keep going down and down and down. But I'll say this. The case against Weiselberg is the least of the cases that are coming. That was the appetizer to the appetizer. That was like when you go to a dinner, the Weiselberg prosecution and the Trump organization 17 felony criminal convictions that's <laughs> like the bread the bread that they put out there sometimes you don't even want the bread because because if you eat the bread you're gonna get you're gonna get a stomach ache so but but we'll take a little bit of the bread then let's order the appetizer then let's go to the main meal then let's go to the special counsel jack smith filet mignon right here and let's prosecute your ass because that's what's actually coming You know, and I actually think the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, one of the reasons that Trump's getting super scared here, we talked about it on the Midas Touch Network, is Michael Cohen earlier this week, and Michael Cohen broke this news live right here on the Midas Touch Network, he spoke with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. And Michael Cohen actually was very critical of the current Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, because Alvin Bragg was not continuing the way Cy Vance was doing his investigation until... Until Michael Cohen met with Alvin Bragg's new team the other day.
6: And he said it here
3: on the on the Midas Touch Network. Michael Cohen said he was equally as confident in this team as he was with Pomerantz and Dunn and the other prosecutors under Cy yeah. Vance. And that Cohen was very, very, very optimistic that justice would be served based on this team Cohen wasn't allowed to say much more than that on the podcast but he had a great deal of confidence in the team that he had met and Trump sees that I wouldn't be surprised if the Manhattan district attorney indicts before before special counsel Jack Smith does and why do I think that well I think the Manhattan district attorney's feels After its successful prosecution of the Trump organization, they know how weak Trump is. They know how bad Trump's lawyers are. The jury hated Trump. They hated the lawyers. Trump didn't even testify. But the proposed jury hated Trump there. Um, And Trump's lawyers, every aspect of their presentation was horrible. The jury just absolutely hated it. So I think that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is ready to go. Is ready to prosecute Trump on all the other stuff. Not just this,
6: you know, not just the bread,
3: not just the, you know, uh, providing unlawful benefits and taking deductions from uh, uh, high, high net worth employees that work for you. No, you're going to focus on Trump's other tax schemes, his fraudulent valuations, his other crimes, and that's going to put Trump in jail. It's not going to be a fine. Trump's going to go to Rikers, Island, and he's not going to be able to get a pardon. Never, you know, one, because... We're not letting any more of these MAGA Republicans get into power, number one. But number two, can't pardon state crimes. has to be the governor who does that. And Kathy Hochul, Democrat and governor, certainly ain't pardoning Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, he then reposts, like, right after. Because, as he says, I can't get over the fact. He can't get over it. So he reposts right away. He goes... Please read and understand how unfair our two-tiered legal system has become. Two-tiered. What, for For purported billionaires like you, for former presidents, for individuals who, who live on resorts, that, 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 the, the two-tiered system is so skewed against Donald Trump. That's, that's what Americans care about. How unfair is the legal system for Donald Trump? No. We shouldn't care about health care and making sure that we get life-saving medical treatment and reducing prescription drug prices and making education affordable and accessible or protecting the rights of women over their body, protecting the rights of people to get married, to make sure we have better paying jobs here, to make sure people have better working conditions, to make sure we improve our infrastructure, to make sure that our veterans are treated like the heroes that they are when they return and they get the best care and the best services. They need, no, 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 according to the Donald Trump, According to Donald Trump. We gotta be focused on is how unfair the two-tiered legal system is against Donald Trump. Absolutely pathetic, you pathetic traitor loser. We're calling you out, 2023. You ain't getting away with this no more. This is the Midas Touch Network. This is the Midas Bank. Hit the subscribe button. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers. No, Thanks you're to your are on incredible your way to a support. billion subscribers Please, hit Great hit subscribe job, right ben. now. It's free to subscribe on YouTube. We're almost at 1 million mm-hmm. subscribers. So hit subscribe button now in addition check us out at patreon.com slash midas touch p-a-t-r-e-o-n slash midas touch we've got a lot of great content that's only on our patreon we've got a lot of exclusive <coughs> membership benefits at patreon but we don't have any outside lauren so
6: bubert and perjury trader green YouTube fight in the members. ladies room <laughs> Three signs that your books need a shaperment bra. Number one. Your
1: current bra causes gaping cups and it fits perfectly.
3: I've it- been sellers from the Midas Touch Network. A number of media outlets are now reporting that an actual fight took place between Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert in the ladies bathroom adjacent <laughs> to the speaker of the house lobby right before uh, the floor of the House of Representatives and what's Should've being brought their guns they were both why didn't in they the fucking restroom shoot each other at the same time
6: have a and duel Audrey in the Taylor bathroom <laughs> Lauren
3: Boebert and said quote, "you took millions from Kevin McCarthy but now you refuse to vote for him" for speaker
6: millions what parent, how the fuck did mccarthy get millions who would
3: not put their name on the record russia and ran out of the bathroom and this is again quoting the sources these are not NRA, my words said so that
6: she i ran e, out russia
3: the
5: like
3: one of the
6: Americans are so fucking uh, individuals
3: stupid. who was also in the bathroom Such a that something that took place but would not elaborate any further is a Democrat Representative Debbie Dingell. Dingell Berry. She somewhat acknowledged coyly that something like that took place, but she said, quote, what happens in the ladies' room uh, stays in the <laughs> ladies' room. And, of course, we know now that For Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, complete support of Kevin McCarthy, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was a a QAnon supporter, uh, someone who harassed survivors of school shootings and called them (coughs) crisis actors,
6: someone who spoke very
3: positively of Alex Jones, who was found liable of defaming uh, the family members who lost their uh, children in school yeah. shootings. Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, birds of a feather
6: flock together.
3: Idiots. An election denier. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, gave a speech and said that if her and Steve Bannon were in charge of the insurrection, they would do, uh, they would have done a better job, and that people would have been armed. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who speaks about Jewish space lasers. I, I could keep going on, but she's now appointed by Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans to the Homeland Security <laughs> Committee and the Oversight <laughs> Committee. That is the modern-day Republican Party, where Marjorie Taylor Greene gets assigned those committees and George Santos gets assigned committees. He gets rewarded. He gets assigned to the small business committee that shows you what republicans think about small businesses and he gets signed to the space and technology and